whether it's taking care of family. Ugh, Mikey, stop harassing your sister. Climbing the corporate ladder. Yes, yes, yes. We need to create a new spreadsheet for the project. I know, I know. Or even taking care of loved ones. I'm here for you, Mom. You have to put you first. It's the Know You First podcast with host Amanda Smith. Welcome to the Know You First podcast on this amazing holiday week. Thanksgiving was just yesterday. Black Friday is today. And if you're like me, you may still be stuffed from all the wonderful meals and conversations and desserts that were served up in this last 24 hours. But I want you all to take a moment and recognize those whose days wasn't so pleasant. For those who were alone, for those who were hungry, please, let's give thanks and continue serving in a way that doesn't just fill us up, but fills up those who are around us and less fortunate. And we don't have to really look too far either. You know, it could be those folks who we work with and worship with. It could be people in our own families. It could be you. Hello. Let's not forget. It could be you. And as we embark on another week in this thick of the holiday season on this self-love fest journey. This week, we will spend some time talking about things we are told not to talk about. You know, those family secrets, addiction, abuse, trauma. How many of you were amongst your family this week and it just hasn't been a positive experience? You know, I told you when I was getting ready to launch season two of the Know You First podcast, I told you that I was going there on a lot of these issues. Why? Why you say? (laughs) Because it's real out here, guys. And we need to stop pretending that these things that we hold close to the chest are invisible. They're not really being tucked away at all. In fact, you know, the secret that you're holding to your chest is just manifesting and it's showing up in other parts of your life and it becomes you. And it creates all sorts of toxic experience for you and the relationships that you tried to cultivate and yourself, you know, let's you owe it to yourself to give yourself the relief to be able to deal with these emotions. So let's get started and talk about cultivating a better life after trauma. Exclusive guest interviews. I'm so excited to introduce my special guest this week. Camille Tootie, CEO of Tootie Fruity Strategies, which is such an adorable name entrepreneur, storyteller, editor, and host of the Let's Not Talk About It podcast, where she does just that. She talks about it. She talks loudly about mental health and trauma with the hopes of destigmatizing these events in our lives that keep us from thriving. She shares a very heartfelt story about her own battle with an eating disorder and what she had to do to take her selfish moments and rid of those negative thoughts that were keeping her down. Take a listen as she unpacks what you should be talking about when our emotions get the best of us. I'm originally from Sweden, but my my family is Finnish. So it's really in Finnish, it's tutti. In, Swe- in Swedish, it's uh, tutti. And in American English, it's tutti. So it's other Americans that just slaughter it, right? <laughs> I don't awesome. even care anymore. I'm like, when I call like Pepco or the bank, I'm just like Camille Tutti, like Tutti Fruity without the fruity. 
love it. Well, you know, Camille, we're laughing right now, but I know that on your podcast, um, you you uncover some really serious stuff, you know. Um, but what I love about your podcast is it's super authentic. And I know we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before, you know, this show and your purpose behind the Let's Not Talk About podcast. So before we kind of get into your content, I want to know if you can share kind of the overall motivation behind the work that you do. So I've been a storyteller my entire life. I was uh, five years old when I told my mom I wanted to be a journalist. And I grew up in the 80s when people wanted, like most women wanted to be like flight attendants. So my mom was like, don't you want to be a flight attendant? And I was like, I was like, no, I want to be a journalist. I was always pestering my parents, my brother with my story. So even before I could even write, I would dictate stories to my mom and she would write them down. Um, So that was always something that I like storytelling was a form of escapism for me. I loved it. I loved writing. I wasn't the most popular kid in school. Like, Actually, I was bullied a lot. So because I was a geeky little girl, I wasn't fashionable. I mean, on the other hand, no one growing up in the 80s was fashionable, but (laughs) I I had thick glasses, you know, I had messed up teeth or really a big gap between my two front teeth. Um, I didn't know what fashion was. So I just read a lot and I would escape into these stories of mine and I would write, write, write furiously. Um, So storytelling has always been with me. So I knew from, like I said, I knew from an early age that I want to be a journalist. That's all I ever wanted. I wanted to live in America and I wanted to be a journalist. So I made that happen. So I've spent the past 20 years living in the DC area Um, working as a journalist, leading some of the uh, uh, most foremost uh, federal IT publications um, in in the area. And uh, yeah, I I never saw anything else as an option career-wise. But then about, you know, I... Three, four years ago, I had really reached a pinnacle of my journalism career. I was the editor-in-chief for a new publication, uh, but I was struggling with some mental health issues. Um, so in June 2018, I woke up one morning. I was in a treatment facility for a an eating disorder I had had for 30 years. I had checked myself into a this facility in Philadelphia, which actually saved my life. And I woke up one morning and I said, F it. I am not happy. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to move to Mexico, live on the beach. I'm going to start my own company. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Well, you talk about selfish moments on your podcast. I do. And that was my selfish moment. I literally put my feet on the cold floor and I was like, F this. I'm going to change my life. So that's what I did. It took me three months to quit my job, start my own business, an editorial consultancy um, where I focus on storytelling. So it kind of I'm trying to tie everything together here with a podcast. And then, you know, I launched my business. It went extremely well. Uh, It expanded year over year. And then in January uh, this year, I was in Sweden 
uh, my mom had just gotten a cancer diagnosis and I was dealing with a lot, obviously. Um, I mean, we were in the height of the pandemic. I had a lot of anxiety. Um, and I, I thought about the story I have to tell, you know, I've always been on the other side of storytelling. I've gotten people to, to tell me about their jobs or their lives or whatever. But one thing I had noticed was that a lot of people opened up to me, you know, off the record about their struggles, the trauma. And I realized that, for example, so many of my friends had been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my friends was talking about how she had been raped at an early age. Um, And it wasn't until she actually talked it through with me that she realized that she had been raped. Um, And she never told her parents because we don't talk about these things. Of course not. (laughs) So I wanted a creative outlook for everything that I was feeling, working through my own trauma, working through being in recovery from, you know, having anorexia and bulimia for 30 years. That's a long time, Camille. Yeah, that is a lot of time. It is. So I said to myself, I want to do, I I really want to do a podcast, but where do I start? What what should I talk about? It was either a podcast or building out my media empire. And I realized that having a podcast, I would reach a different audience. I would get to hear different stories. And I'm really deep inside interested, mostly interested in storytelling. Um, I'm not so interested in, if I got to choose like, okay, I want to hear Amanda Smith's personal story of her struggles and challenges and, you know, overcoming them versus I want to hear about Amanda Smith, the professional. I think I always want to dig below the surface and see, you know, what is it that makes Amanda Smith, Amanda Smith, you know, what, what made her the person she is today? Um, so that's when I really came up with the idea for the podcast. And I wanted to talk about the things that we don't talk about. And trauma seems to be that one topic we try to brush under the rug. And the name for Let's Not Talk About It came from, you know, I was in Sweden walking my mother's pug, Moses. <laughs> and it was raining and I was thinking about titles or names and And I realized, okay, you know, this phrase that kept coming back when I was talking with people about their traumas, like they had been met with like, let's, let's not talk about it. Let's, let's just not make it known to, to people, whether it was family secrets in cases it was, or someone's mental health um, issues, or, you know, they had been sexually assaulted And I realized that we have so much shame and guilt and embarrassment for something that happened to us. Like I didn't choose to have an eating disorder for 30 years. You know, my friend didn't choose to be raped at a very early age when she was just a child. Um, So why should we not talk about it or normalize these discussions so we can really destigmatize Um, and make it more normal um, so we don't have to feel this burden and we don't have to feel like we walk around with secrets. Well, I am just, first of all, I'm so proud of you, Camille. I'm so proud of you, where you are right now, 
dealing with what you've dealt with for such a long time and also what you're doing with your podcast and the the people and the stories that you're sharing. You just shared yourself. You're trying to dig a little bit deeper. You don't want the surface. I don't care about that title on your business card. I don't, I don't care what you call yourself on Instagram. You know, that savvy little name that you have, you know, pinged yourself on your LinkedIn account. I really don't care about that. And you touched on something that resonated with me. You wanted to know who I am mm-hmm. because all the things that you've been through, the good, the bad, and the ugly shaped who you are. And so without guilt and without really you know, feeling sorry for ourselves, we should be able to freely express that. And you do just that on the Let's Not Talk About podcast. So Thank you for your work there. And I'm just so proud to have this conversation with you um, because, you know, you're like, you know, screw that. I'm, I'm, I'm going there. You know, you're going there. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. The guests that you have on your show are amazing. Mm-hmm. Is there one in particular that really comes to mind, you know, when we think about focusing inward, making sure that we are, you know, really present for ourselves despite what might have happened, whether it's trauma, whether it's just whatever the world throws at us, is there any guest in particular that you, you know, sometimes might either keep you up at night or you just constantly think about, you know, how is so-and-so doing um, after having them on your show? All of them. <laughs> I'm sure. There is one, I think that the wildest story. So we we talk about our a wide array of topics from, you know, sexual assault to addiction, to incarceration, to uh, family dysfunction, to eating disorders. I mean, everything. Yeah. Yeah. One of the wildest stories uh, was told by David Crow. He was later in the season, uh, so you might have missed it, but he grew up on a Navajo or Cherokee reservation, and he was, uh, his own words, dirt poor. Uh, there was a lot of violence, and his dad uh, was a formerly incarcerated man who pretty much just fought everyone and everything. But the biggest plot twist really is how his dad tried to kill his mother. And then David, as David actually got out of, um, you know, he he grew up, he became very successful, ended up in D.C. working in politics. And his dad was trying to kill him. He was plotting his demise at every corner, pretty much. The more successful David become, the more his dad wanted to get rid of him. Uh, there's so when you talk about family dysfunction, we all have it, but this is an other level of yeah, dysfunction. For sure. Um, it's yeah. So it's there's a lot of plot twists in that story. And I can see David, why that one stands out. <laughs> yes, yes. David David has also written a book. That's how I found him. I read his um, memoir, uh, A Pale Faced Lie, about his upbringing. It's kind of a coming of age story. It's definitely worth checking out. I love that so title. He, yeah, he is one of the. He has one of the wildest stories, but then, you know, we have someone like Ritu uh, Adams who talked about her sister who died at the hands of her boyfriend in a domestic violence incident. Um, her boyfriend 
um, burned her to death, set her on fire and burned her to death. That was one of the hardest interviews I've ever done because you're sitting down with someone and asking them, you know, as, as much sensitivity you can have. And we all went through trauma-informed training before we started the podcast, but you're basically telling her, you're, this guest that, you know, tell me how your sister died. Yeah. And then and, you have to relive that. Yes. Yes. So um, I think of that every day. I think of the struggles that Ritu had to go through to watch her sister die in such a horrific incident. But the story was important for me to tell because domestic violence or intimate partner violence is so prevalent. We it happens so often and most of the time we are blind to it. We don't see it happening. So I think it was. We don't want to see it or acknowledge it. We don't want to see it. Right. So we we are we we look away or we're just ignorant of it. So I thought that this story was very, very important to, to tell in in such graphic detail because we wanted a sense of create a sense of urgency to make people act like if they had someone in that situation in, you know, in their family or a loved one or a friend that they would act somehow. One of the shows that come to mind, um, not a podcast, but it's actually a YouTube series. You may have heard of it um, called The Soft White Underbelly. Camille, you have to check this out. Okay. (laughs) You talk about trauma. Um, Mark is a, um, he's sort of sort of world-renowned in the space of um, photography. And he had been doing that for a number of years and you know, wasn't really fulfilled anymore. He worked with some really great brands, but um, it was more just, you know, that kind of turnkey work that really wasn't uh, fueling his passion. So what he started doing is he basically posted up a camera um, on Skid Row in Los Angeles. And he started interviewing the people that were in Skid Row. And of course, you know, what we know about Skid Row, um, you think of, man, if you if you end up there, you had to have gone to, through some type of trauma to be able to, you know, live there in a tent or, or on the street or, you know, um, whether it's mental illness or some, some other, um, you're going through something. And he asked like these same questions to every single guest that he has that he interviews. And it talks about, you know, how was your childhood growing up? Um, you know, where do you see yourself in the future? He's, it's like these, these three main questions that he asks everyone. And, you know, the patterns are, you know, how I am right now. And kind of going back to what we talked about of peeling back those layers, you know, how I am now addicted to, you know, drugs or addicted to um, alcohol or what have you. Um, it's because of something that happened to me when I was little. I want to know if you're seeing any patterns with your guests when um, they come on their show, they share their trauma. Um, Is there anything that is sticking out that you know that, uh, wow, it maybe was a childhood incident or um, something other that you hear over and over again? Because what I think it is so important with what we don't do is hone in on the foundation of someone. It's on their foundational makeup of who they are. Any patterns that you're seeing bubbling up on your show from your guests on the stories Mm -hmm. that they share? I would say child 
abuse and child sexual abuse. Uh, one guest that comes to mind is Sims Tillerson, whose story was about being addicted to booze and pills and drugs. Uh, he was using those to numb himself uh, of the memories from his uh, from a relative sexually uh, abusing him. Um, and he's not the only one. I keep hearing stories of, you know, addiction, especially, you know, there's always that one or multiple root causes and sexual abuse seems to be the most common one that I've come across, even just talking with my friends and people who I meet through social media who open up to me. I don't know even one woman except my own mother who hasn't been sexually assaulted in some way, yep. uh, whether it's like groped, I'm talking about like physically, you know, I'm, I'm sure every, every woman has been, you know, cat called or whatever, gotten unwanted comments, but like actually physically uh, touched in an unwanted way. <laughs> my mother said that once she's been very sheltered. She's been very lucky that once there was a, um, homeless man who asked her for money and when she gave him money he just grabbed her that, that's it that is the only incident she can ever think of and she is turning 71 mm-hmm. well one of the things that we also do in the know you first podcast is we talk about you know this pivot and you touched on it a little bit when you decided to move to Mexico. And yeah, you're right. You know, you know about these selfish moments, Camille. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so I want to know, you know, what you're right now in the moment on the other side of your, your 30 you know, plus year illness, your eating disorder. How are you now finding I don't want to use balancing act because there's really not a balance to this. Uh, but how are you finding your inner peace? What's sustaining you? day to day as you try to juggle your career, your family, you're getting ready to relocate (laughs) all of the craziness that's happening in your life. How are you normalizing that so that you can have a little bit of sanity um, and get things done? I'm one of those women who always has to have seven things going on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're from my tribe. (laughs) Yeah. I have never known a life without multitasking. Um, I'm one of those people who thrives on achieving things. Um, I've learned to balance it because now that I have my own business, I have to make sure that I am mentally sound and strong because otherwise my work will suffer, right? So how do I balance it all? I think it hasn't been hard for me because I do things that I like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do things That's that really I important. Like. Yeah, yeah, like what you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think once you're passionate about many different things, you find space and time for them. Um, I have been overworked. I have been almost to the point where I feel burned out. But that was in like a normal corporate setting when I was an editor. But what really helped was being present, Uh, meditation, which I'm really bad at, but I I keep doing it. Um, Yoga, yoga helped a lot. 
And when I was in a particularly stressful work environment, I took up Pilates. This was many years ago, mm-hmm. almost 10 years ago. And I became obsessed. I love Pilates. And I actually became an instructor. I went to teacher training and I love it. Now I love yoga almost as much, but I think it's really important to find movement or a love for movement, whether it's like, I don't know, playing tennis, which is not my thing or, um, you know, CrossFit or, but I mean, mine is really Pilates. Get your blood going, you know? Yeah, for sure. Or just walking meditation. I love walking. Um, I've tried to be a runner. It doesn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I ran a couple of half marathons and I was like, okay, I'm done. I always say the only thing I will run to is a shoe sale. That's (laughs) That's fantastic. As we sign off, I, I don't want to leave, have you leave the show without sharing an inspirational quote or some words of wisdom that you, you know, try to live by day to day. If you have any affirmations that you can grace the Know You First podcast with before you leave, Camille, we'd love to hear it. One of my favorite ones is there is no growth in your comfort zone and no uh, comfort in your growth zone. Love that. I haven't heard that one yet, but love that. Yes, you absolutely have to stretch yourself. Yeah. Ah, I think that goes without saying. And um, a fabulous way to end the Know You First podcast with you here. So look, how can we get in touch? I Spotify, you're all over the place, or how can one <laughs> listen to the Let's Not Talk About It podcast? Yeah, you can listen to the Let's Not Talk About It podcast on all the platforms. Um, and let's not talk about it.com. You can also find it on LinkedIn. I think we're on Instagram. Yes, we are. Um, but you can also find me uh, on uh, LinkedIn, so Camille Tootie. <laughs> and I have for my for my like official business, it's tootiefruity.com. So Tootie with two U's and two T's and fruity the regular way. <laughs> I really I got teased a lot about my name growing up. I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh, I hated when people said Tootie Fruity, you know, it was it's just a weird last name, even at it if you grow up in Sweden, because my, my name, last name is Finnish and it means ice cream cone. Um, <laughs> oh, the fruity ice cream cone. Okay. <laughs> oh man. So as, I, as I was pondering the name familiar. for my business, I was like, this is, I was like almost tongue in cheek. I was like, I'm going to call it two different strategies. And that's what I did. <laughs> so that's a plug. Two different strategies is my editorial consultancy. That's awesome. Um, and with that, y'all get out of your comfort zone. You heard Camille Tootie here. Come on, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> you are not going to be able to grow if you do not. The word. The word. On this week's The Word, we are going to focus on the good and stop conjuring up problems for ourselves. Life is so super complex and in its existence, we are just one big multifaceted ball of energy that interfaces with other life forms to create the sustainability in life. You know, I want to focus on the good with intent, not just focusing on it because it sounds good or yeah, it sounds good to say, 
Now I want to focus on the good with intent to give you back your power. You relinquish your power when you've succumbed to the negativity. When you join in some of these conversations and discussions that you know, you know are toxic, but your participation is taking away your power. We don't really truly understand the power of energy, the power we bring to this life, because it's really hard to measure. But you know how you feel within your body and spirit when something does not feel right. You also know within your body and your spirit when something feels good. That's where I want you to spend your energy, your effort, your time on. Within a split second, you could alter your life's existence by one solitary decision. Now, there are things that happen in life, and I know this, guys. There are things that happen in life that are out of our control. I know this. I am not going to sit up here on this podcast and act like life is always fair, because it's not. But your focus should be on controlling the good. There's some things that we can control, and there's things that we cannot control. We are in the seasons of joy. We are in the season of service. And I want you to go find something good worth serving, including yourself. Thank you for tuning in another week. It's Amanda Smith, y'all, on the Know You First podcast. Executive producer and host, Amanda Smith. Sound engineer is Rashad Smith. Music by Motion Array. Know You First podcast is published by Wave Sync Media.